Hey everybody, I'm Danny Knight and this is Sean Cahan. And welcome to the Real Deadly Podcast brought to you by Comedy Here Often. Hell yeah, baby. Episode 9. Episode 9. Episode 9. We're I've been there. having troubles with my mic. Uh, the Episode 7, I was really loud. Episode <laughs> 8, I was really quiet. Today, hopefully, I'm not really fucking loud again. <laughs> Nine times a charm. <laughs> Nine times the charm. You we're, got it. We're trying to get that nine times sponsorship. The nine times from nine times. Yeah, I want to get Dunas to sponsor me. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Dunas. Rest in peace, Dunas. Dunas. So, Sean, how was your how was your day today? Uh, my day, I just was at work and um, had some funny customers today. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was a weird day. But like, um, there's this one customer at that comes who he just like he just talks away, talks away about about random shit. Like, cons- and he'll go off on like conspiracies or like talk about the government and just like <laughs> just go off. And like, he comes in and everyone knows him because like he comes in with like this big like worker's jacket on and he's got like these goggles on so he's the goggles guy and wow. like like all, all all the workers we just like whenever he comes in we're just like making eye contact with each other like should like seeing who's gonna get him <laughs> like who because whoever is stuck with him yeah you're you're literally with him for 20 minutes oh my god that's no terrible. matter what Holy. and like there's been like so many times like people say yo you gotta call in the back just to get because he'll stay there when and the cus- the store will clear out and he'll stay there and just keep talking. What the frick? Dude. Yeah, and today was my first time that I got him. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, so it's just like, oh man, like I'm trying to like show him uh, shatter, mm-hmm. and he starts going off about the price and how how like how how much it is on the street and like just starts talking about ways that they make it and everything. I'm just like. You know, <laughs> and then uh, he started like it was so funny. Like he was he was talking about it's Easter weekend and he's gonna shoot zombies all weekend. <laughs> and then he, he said the most absurd thing. He said, "I'm gonna pretend those zombies are SJWs." Oh my <laughs> like, god! The, I know. And then like after my other manager, he's just like he was just like so like taken aback that he said that. And he, like I was the only one around when he said that, and then I told him. Yeah. And then he was like, "Why are you serious?" And he was like, "He's like, man, like, like, what is up with people? Like, like, it's such a funny thing to hate social justice warriors, you know? Because you're just mad because people want social justice." <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. That's the thing, man. That's the thing, man. Like, and like, well, I mean, like, oh, don't hate, hate to be it, but that's totally like. That's colonialism, man. Like, <laughs> straight up, man. Like, mad at people like, fighting for equity, man. Like, mm-hmm. belittling them because they're fighting for equity, man. It's just, it's, 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 it's yeah. not a good look, if you ask me. Yeah. A lot of people do it. People I, call me an SJW. <laughs> and, S, and some SJWs don't think I'm hardcore enough. <laughs> like, it's crazy, man. <laughs> it was funny, too. Um, He was like, like, he wasn't even, like, making a point. Like, he's just going on. He's like, He's like, you know, like, people these days, they have their opinions. And it's just like, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what oh, else? Yeah. You have two things, your asshole and your opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, and it's just like, you don't want people to have opinions? Like, what are you, a dictator? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? The fucking, the radical left going to take away your speech. I hate when people think about things. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I, hate, I hate those guys, man, so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's terrible. And it's just like, Everyone, when they get him, they're just like, mm-hmm, yeah, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just to, like, I was just like, I just kind of like, he was, he kept talking, and I just kind of like, I was at the tail, and I started walking to the door, <laughs> and he's like, okay, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like my, my like what I try to do now when people start talking about politics and stuff. It's like, I just try to find the door. <laughs> I'm just going to find the door, and then I fucking, we don't have to talk about this. Yeah. We don't have to fucking talk about this. I don't want to hear you, like, repeat the same arguments I've been hearing since fucking I was little. Mm-hmm. But it's now you're hearing them because you're hearing these counter arguments and you think you're bringing new information to the plate. It's like, no, dude, welcome to the freaking party. You're still on the wrong side. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, freaking dirk dirk. Uh, but it's funny that you. It's funny that you uh, were mentioning that him like, oh, the fucking shatter on the street, you know, like. <laughs> walks into like the we start be like i'm gonna get a deal yeah and i'm gonna use street prices to get a lower deal like mm-hmm. obviously the guy's brain doesn't work and of <laughs> course he's submitting to these right-wing conspiracies because his brain don't work <laughs> yeah uh, anyway this is silly it's so silly mm-hmm. and he like spent like five minutes telling me about like these cookies he used to make like we take like two ounces and put them into like twenty four cookies. <laughs> just like going on. Does he, like, does he expect he's gonna win you over? You're gonna yeah, sit no. there like, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Yeah, he's right. This is bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah, like he, it's weird because like he doesn't really get any like actual conversation from us he's just talking he just like wants to hear himself talk pretty much (laughs) like he probably doesn't have that much like interaction he's just like ah the weed store where i get the bullshit for half an hour he's literally in there for that (laughs) fuck dude that's so annoying well i mean yeah i guess you have to like you know be funny is if the pandemic stopped and he was able to Express himself with a, with a group of friends or whatever. Yeah, and he's still coming to the store for twenty for thirty minutes. <laughs> and you go, okay, you weren't lonely. You're just super annoying. <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh, the other silly customers. Um. Well, there's this one. Um. It it wasn't today, but there's this one customer I had him twice, and it was it was funny because he came into the store the first time with with a, a little woman who I don't know if it was his girlfriend but the, she sure wasn't impressed with the way he was acting <laughs> because like we they came in together and she, she's like all friendly and I'm like hey what are you guys looking for and then he thinks he's cracking a joke and he he leans forward and he's like uh do you got any lesbians oh that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like what lesbians and then he just like he's just like yeah and then he just started laughing and then i was just like this girl like looked at him like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> he's like no trust me baby's gonna love it yeah he's gonna love it everybody loves me when i ask for lesbians yeah. every time it's gonna work trust me babe and then like to make it even weirder he uh when i came out to finish the sale He's like, 
he's like it was like probably like a few minutes later and he just brings it up again he's like don't worry i wasn't gonna burn the lesbians <laughs> <What> the <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> and she just looks at him again like <laughs> and it's just like he thought he was so funny and i was just like <laughs> uh, <laughs> you remind me of an old christian <laughs> <laughs> but then it was funny because he came in later and he he remembered me and he thought he was buddy buddy with me but he was alone this time and i was just like laughing to myself i was like oh where's your little girl <laughs> but, uh, he was just like he came he came in and he's like he sees me and he's like, "Hey!" <laughs> and then he's like, "He's just like, remember me?" And then I was like, "Uh, oh yeah." And then he's like, "He's like, no, yeah. Do you got lesbians?" <laughs> and then oh my I was god! Like, what? <laughs> and, then, and then yeah, that was it. I just kind of was like, "Okay, what do you want?" <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. We're having a normal transaction now. Yeah, freaking. Like, what's going through his mind? Like, is he sitting in the car? Like, oh man. Man, I hope that one guy that I was talking to, <laughs> that guy was so cool. He was into me, you know? He thought I, he was cool. He liked my stories. I bet you if I see him again, I'll bring up the lesbians. He's going to have a laugh riot. Yeah. Jeez. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. I weird. That was one thing about working in retail. When you get, like, regulars is, like, and they're, like, it, sometimes they seem like you're, you're their only friend. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's not, like, and the first time you meet them, they're personable and it's fine. But then you kind of realize after a few interactions that this person's, like, oh, I may be this person's <laughs> only positive outlet in their life. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And then for me, I get this weird thing where I'm, like, well, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, then I try to, like, distance myself from them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, used to get that lots with, uh, with like, the street people who, 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 live, who live downtown and stuff like that. Oh, coming yeah. in, you know, and using the bathroom and sometimes having money for stuff. You know, they always are just coming to sit and warm up or sit, take a load off or whatever. There was, like, I was, like, in my heart, I'm, like, you can sit here, you can hang out, I'm not going to kick you out. But I know if I, like, engage with you, you're going to, like, come up to the table and be, like, hey, buddy, derp, derp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's just like I can't handle that. This one time, I think my I let my niceness get way too far. Was a uh, I like uh, got to see a real life bum fight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you told the story. I, you've heard the story, but it was so cool. I mean, like I'm working at Peter Pit, and like that's the shout out to the Peter Pit crew. You know who you are. Uh, oh yeah, that the, Peter Pit crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Best sandwich shop three three years in a row. Saskatoon Planet S, bitch. Come on, come on. <laughs> We all had long hair and braids. Never got hair on anyone's freaking pita. <laughs> well, there was one time some hair on someone's pita, but it was a blonde hair. Oh, oh you Kelsey's. Know. <laughs> ah, no, it wasn't Kelsey. Kelsey's wasn't working that day. Yeah. It was this other girl who worked there. I can't even remember her name. I am so sorry, Pita Pit crew. <laughs> but she wasn't a very good worker. Like, oh. yeah, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I mean, like one time, her and Buddy. Uh, I don't. I don't want to out her because I buddy guy. Buddy guy. <laughs> yeah. Buddy Guy Girl. <laughs> she was super cool, a really good friend. But her and Buddy Guy Girl were like smoking a joint on their like lunch break or whatever. And then the owner like freaking like came in. She's like, mm-hmm. someone's smoking a joint right outside. <laughs> she said, someone. I knew who was out there doing it. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. 
So of course, of course, I didn't, I didn't rattle them. But I'm like, fucking little white girls get away with everything, man. Yeah. Smoking weed or smoking weed at work in front of the boss because you're white and you blend into the society. She doesn't recognize it's fucking one of her workers, man. Like you all look the same. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was that was that was a racist outburst. <laughs> um, but either way, uh, see, uh, that was kind of a tangent. But shout out to the Peter Pit crew. <laughs> that blonde hair that was in your pita was not mine because I'm freaking Cree man. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, this one night uh, working there, we reopened till like three or four in the morning all the time. And we just, like, that was like, the Friday and Saturday night shifts were like a double bladed sword because it was like you get mad tips, right? Uh, okay, so my crazy customer story uh, goes something like this. Um, it's like 3.30 in the morning. It's freaking Friday night at the pita pit. Uh, it's going it's going fantastic. Uh, no, it's not because there's no rush because there's a big concert in town. And um, and then these two street people walk up to the freaking in front of the Peter Pit windows. It has big windows. You can see right onto Broadway. And these two bums come. Well, not bums. That's a bad word. Street people come up and, and, and they're they're arguing about something. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever street people argue about, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, man, you totally took that loony. I saw that loony first, bro. I dibs. There's no dibs on the street. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> whatever they're arguing about. Uh, uh, freaking. Are, maybe maybe they were drunk. So maybe they're like, score me another sip, bro. You know, no, bro. You're going to drink it all, bro. That's why nobody parties with you, bro. You know, <laughs> yeah. like uh, whatever they were saying. Anyways, one guy. Uh, well, I knew one of the one of, one of the street people was Ozzy, downtown Ozzy, and this other guy mm-hmm. was this dude who kind of roamed Twentieth Street. I don't know what he was doing downtown, um, but I guess he's Ozzy's bro. Yeah. Anyways, they start arguing, and some, and then Ozzy says something like so horrible to the guy because the guy just straight up freaking clocks him. Poof, poof. Ozzy's like, "Oh fuck, man!" And then, <laughs> and then he just, and then he just gets on top of him and just starts feeding him fucking shots. It's bam, bam, bam. Bam, I'm like, holy fuck, like, you fuck, oh, just getting fucked up, man. Oh, he didn't have his guitar to defend himself with, like, he usually does, right? Yeah. And freaking, say, so anyways, freaking, and all of a sudden that tall guy from 20th Street, like, looks, like, gets up, looks right, starts fucking running. <laughs> and then, like, and then I, and then, yeah, and then freaking, I hear footsteps, and there's this police officer, and he's just running right after, right? And then freaking, and then Ozzy gets up, he's like, he gets up. Walks into Peter Pit and like he's and, and I look at him and he's fucking he's fucked up and he's bleeding and he's bleeding fucking everywhere. It's all on the mm-hmm. floor. And he's like, Oh man, I just got fucked up, man. And I'm like, Ozzy, man, I'm sorry, <laughs> man, but you can't you can't bleed in my store. You know what I mean? Like you can't come in here and bleed all over the place. He's like, okay, well, let me just get cleaned up. And I'm like, No, dude, that's a biohazard. This is a food store. I'm sorry, but you have to go outside. And he's like, oh, fucking sure, fucking fuck you, man. <laughs> but he goes outside. I mean, rightfully so. If I was beat up, not bleeding, I don't want to get kicked out of a store. But, you know, that's the policies. Yeah. That's that's what it is, right? <laughs> uh, so anyways, so he's outside. And then like, after this guy, not this other police guy comes. And he's not, he's not walking. He's not running. He's like doing this like fucking fat little jog. <laughs> And uh, and he's and he's and he's like he starts questioning Ozzy and then blah 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 blah, and then he comes in the store and he's like, "You see where that where that guy went?" And I'm like, "Well, he went that way." Like your other police officer says, "Like okay, okay, I'll see you later." Then he freaking takes off over there or whatever. Yeah, and then freaking I had to clean up blood. I had to clean up a bunch of blood. <laughs> it was really gross. 
And I'm sorry. That, I'm sorry that I, that situation happened to Ozzy, but it also happened to me too. You know. <laughs> yeah. But it was also super cool too because it was like, oh shit, a bum fight! Oh my god! And this was back before political correctness was around, so it was cool to say that. At the <laughs> yeah. Time. That was like when the bum fight DVD was just the bum fights were just hot. <laughs> yeah. They were hot at that time. <laughs> For 2013, baby. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. Um, I remember that. Uh. uh this one time at outside Lydia's, yeah, uh, with you were there. It was like, and Ozzy was there, and like I was like getting mad at him, and I was like, I was like, oh whatever, Ozzy. Like I was like, fuck you and your fucking guitar. And, were, and then you were like, he doesn't even have his guitar with him. It was just, everyone was just laughing. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was just like that, like hammered. I just expected that he had his guitar. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, he used to bring that thing everywhere with him, man. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, frick, dude. I vaguely remember that story. <laughs> dude, Bill, like he doesn't even have his guitar. <laughs> Poor Ozzy. Just two drunk Indians being mean to him. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I remember, like, the Pita Pit days were, like, super fun because, like, when I was like putting on shows a lot, like mm-hmm. a lot of the homies worked at Pita Pit. Oh and yeah, you Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. so like people like from the scene like hung out at Pita Pit, and it, it became a thing where like people were like, "Oh, I guess the the cool kids hang out at Pita Pit," like, ah! like, and shit like that. And then, um, but there's this one night. Oh man, it was super funny. Um, I was uh, <laughs> I was there with uh, Jesse and Mike. And uh, Morgan was working, and it was at night. Oh, yeah, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was super funny. Like, uh, we were, like, Jesse was, like, all hyping me up because he was, like, going to drop me off at, at this girl's house I was seeing. Oh. And I was, like, texting her. And uh, Morgan was on the phone doing a, an order. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I, answer, I, see, I get a text, and she's the text says, I'll leave the back door open. And I'm like, Oh, she said she'll leave the back door open. And then and my buddy, he starts, like, jumping up and down. And he's, like, dancing in Peter Pit. Oh, yeah. He's, like, dancing around. And then all of a sudden, Morgan, he's on the phone. You guys, I'm on the fucking phone. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he, like, goes back to the phone. And you can, like, tell the person on the other line was laughing. <laughs> and he's, like, okay. <laughs> go, go on. <laughs> But it was like so funny. We're just like, oh, she's leaving the back door open. Just like yeah. got hyped. Like, oh, just a sweet party. And then Morgan, <laughs> that's funny. Oh, what a great time. Yeah, pizza was a good time, man. Those orders. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why anyone would order a pita. Like, I understand coming and get the pita fresh. Yeah, like it's the best, right? But like that sauce just melts that pita bread, man. <laughs> yeah. You order a pita, and then like we had a, like we used RDX delivery service, which is basically skip the dishes before skip the dishes was a thing. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, they'd get like I don't know how many orders. They get a shit ton of orders either way, and it would take forty minutes for the pita to freaking get there. Like and then like I don't know, man. And like we just come down to Pita Pit. It takes two minutes for us to make it, and it's <laughs> yeah. tasty as heck. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, back in the day, I forgot about Morgan working there. I see. Yeah, you, me and him talk on Facebook every once in a while. Shout out to Morgan. Yeah. What up? Congratulations on your wonderful relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking. Um, have you ever been like a regular somewhere? Yeah, man. Back in the day. <laughs> 
<laughs> we used to, yeah, no, and I guess I was that person who was like, oh, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> and we, we, uh, we, we lived in Beerling Crest and we had this big house. Uh, we'd always take walks to 7 Eleven. It was like, it was, so it was like, I don't know, maybe like three or four or five, six blocks away. Mm-hmm. And we'd go get some DGs, some double gulps, man. And then we'd go all, like, everybody in my family would do it. We'd go there as a big crew, or we'd go there by ourselves or whatever. We'd go there all the time. And there was this really cool worker named, uh, I think her name was Fallon. And like she was punk rock and she was, had cool hair. And like before everybody else had the stupid hair, mm-hmm. she had the cool hair, the sweet piercings. And like maybe she was like, I don't know, she's older, anyways, but not like older, older, yeah. but like older than me when I was like 16, anyways. And yeah. <laughs> super cool. We'd always go there all the time. And she was always so friendly every time. And then, yeah. And then finally, like we go there. But I mean, like it felt like she. Like it was a reciprocated kind of relationship where, mm-hmm. as opposed to me, who'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna push you away." She was like, she welcomed in the little bit of banter and like would ask about things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, but yeah. So me and Dave, we turn 18. It's been two years. She's been working there. That we've been going there. We go there. We're so happy to buy smokes for the first time. And then she didn't even crack us, man. And we wanted we wanted to bust our ID cherry with her. Like that was the plan. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're gonna we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Seven Eleven. We're gonna buy smokes, and she's gonna crack us. And we're like, oh, yeah, it's our birthday, basically, you know. And I even waited. I even waited six days for my buddy Dave to go buy smokes, <laughs> so we could buy them together on his birthday and stuff, right? Yeah. Because our birthdays are just real close. And uh, yeah, and then we go there, and she, she she just sells us the smokes. She sells us Export A Blues, no questions asked. Yeah. And we we're like. You mean we could have been buying <laughs> smokes? Not having to pay these fucking pull fees, you know what I mean? It was crazy. It was cool. And yeah, she's like, I thought you guys were freaking way older, man. And we're like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> we're 18 now. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I thought you guys were brothers, too. <laughs> Me and Dave like, both had long hair. But Dave's white as fuck. I don't know how she thought we were brothers. Because she's color blind. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't see color. I, I thought he was blue and you were purple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well but you have you have a good good regular um, person i was just thinking and yeah like i i got like a pretty cool one like it, it involves like music like i was uh a regular at this store called tramps music on 22nd street oh tramps and, like, man like yeah it, this is gonna make me sound old but like they used to rent cds <laughs> And they sold they sold comic books and they yeah they rented CDs sold CDs and you could sell CDs and it was like buy and trade and you could like rent CDs and get a punch card and like, mm. so like I would rent CDs and uh, uh, tape them you know oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the classic the old school burn <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh, rip but it was funny like I like totally like grew up in front of like the two shopkeeps. The two people that owned the store. Oh, like okay. I remember, like going there really young, like uh, the first time that I got my, like I got like a CD, like a little boombox that could play CDs. Yeah. So they took me there to buy a CD, and I, I got to pick a used CD, whichever one I wanted. Yeah. I picked Marky Mark of the Funky Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Marky Mark and the fucking yeah. bunch. Oh, but then I think I redeemed myself because I, my second CD was Queen Greatest Hits. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those Marky, were my oh, did, did you love that Marky Mark? <laughs> no. no, shut up, Sean. Like, no, the I first didn't. time you put it in, no one's listening but you. Were you grooving to the beats? Don't lie. 
I don't think I. I think I only liked the single. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. and I was just kind of like. Mm. <laughs> but then, like the Queen CD was like, that was when after like Wayne's World was popular. Oh yeah. And so like, well, how can you not like Queen? Queen? Yeah. yeah, Queen like had like their kind of like mainstream comeback through Wayne's World. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then and then yeah, so I was like listening to them and I was just loving it, and like yeah, it was super cool. Like I like w- went to that store like through elementary school. Like my mom always took me there. And then even in high school, like, like the lady like would recommend me CDs, and oh, she, she actually shit. like introduced me to Slipknot, like before oh. before anyone else like knew about them. Cool. She's like, I know you like you like you like this type of stuff. You'll you'll like this, and she like showed me it, and like I was like saw like the clown on the cover, and just like they look like a bunch of horror movie guys. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And then like. We just put it in the CD. Like, th- my mom was blasting. <laughs> <laughs> I blasted it with my mom. <laughs> yeah, Wait and be. We were just, like, listening to Slipknot. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, dude. Man, when Slipknot first came out, I had to, like, closet-like them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I had, like, Lance and, like, all my cousins. Like, we all hung out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like... Like they could, like everybody liked corn. Everybody liked uh, uh, Limp Biscuit. Oh God, it's just so weird to say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever like them, whatever like them. But I guess, like I guess, uh, the whole costume stuff—it was too much for everybody else. Like mm, <laughs> yeah. those guys are posers, bro. Like, mm-hmm. but like they had fucking some rock tunes, man. They had some yeah. Kick-y. Like I remember, like because I listened to the CD rock first tunes. before seeing the music videos. Mm. So then I like was like, whoa, this is like rank. So yeah. I think that kind of like helped my. My view of them. Oh, yeah. Because if yeah, I would have yeah. saw the music videos of them like jumping around off of the tin cans <laughs> and all that, I'd probably been like, what the fuck? That's too extra, man. <laughs> yeah. That's too extra, man. But yeah, but, it, but, it, but, but even though, but realistically, Slipknot was a little too extra because they just had two hype guys. <laughs> but I mean, like, hip hop guys can get away with it. I just don't think middle men can just get away with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah, they were just like, all they had to do was go. <laughs> and then just rock out yeah. all the time. Shit, man. <laughs> Slipknot. Yeah, and then it's funny. Yeah, we used to have like big dance parties at my cousin Desmond's house because we 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 would like not only would we like and we wouldn't rent CDs, but we'd buy the CDs and then we'd rip them for each other. Yeah, and then we'd make awesome, awesome like compilations, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like so, we'd make a compilation. We'd we'd have to listen and plan it out, right? Here, okay, well, listen to this song first. This song goes. We made this sweet playlist, and we'd have a good time. Mm-hmm. And after the, after after the tape was done, like or whatever. Then we then we'd listen to it for real, <laughs> and have like wicked dance parties at this place. It was awesome, man. Then we were like, I don't know, like ten, ten, twelve. And was stuff that like, that. like the times where like you'd have the lights off and a strobe light? In oh the yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the best. <laughs> we would wouldn't be in the basement though. We'd freaking well, my cousin Orville. I mean, my cousin, my uncle Orville, my cousin Desmond, rest in peace, awesome guy. Uh, he just like he, I don't know, he like. He convinced his dad to like buy a wicked stereo. So this, <laughs> yeah. they had these wicked, or maybe Orville was just into music still. Like they had, they had a wicked stereo, man. Like mm-hmm. it was like everything in their house was like was poor except for that stereo. That's really fucking, yeah. And like yeah, so we just we just they just let us fucking blast this music at like top volume. Well, I don't know, they're playing cards in the kitchen or whatever. This <laughs> is crazy, man. It was awesome, super dope, super dope times. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's. Yeah, I guess the kids today would be like, "You guys are hacking. You, you were hackers." Yeah, that's the term now. I think. 
what for stealing music life hacking music oh yeah <laughs> life hacking music yeah the tapes those tapes were yeah. our spotify playlists. they were man <laughs> well it was like cool too is like you'd, you'd always be listening to the radio because that was only that's the only way to get music right and you'd hear mm-hmm. that hot song like oh i gotta go to Desmond's and record this off the good stereo bro yeah yeah anyway. but it's crazy like some people like i don't exaggerate when i say it like but like napster like it totally changed my life like, yeah for sure like because like going from like like the way you had to discover music and then all of a sudden you could like a band check out their songs like check them all out and then like i just like was listening to so much stuff after napster came out and like it was crazy like yeah man like the stuff that you like you like just at the local record stores like we, we're in Saskatoon like you wouldn't have the best metal sections you know no no and no. then all of a sudden you could just download everything everything <laughs> like oh, yeah. I was like I would spend like I would be like up all night just downloading albums. just downloading all the shit <laughs> like gl- that's how I got into Glassjaw that was like my one of my favorite bands of the Napster era the <laughs> <laughs> yeah man freaking Napster oh I was gonna say something about that. But yeah, you are right. That really did really fucking switch everything all up and down. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, when I listen to bands, if I liked a band more than three songs, then I'd go out and I'd buy their album. Yeah, yeah. like I still bought CDs. Yeah, like I, I that, but like Napster was the way to find stuff that you couldn't find at the record store, mm. and then like discover new stuff and then go buy that yeah album. or like demo a su- demo an album you know mm-hmm. be like here's this album and then like oh fuck this album sucks actually never mind <laughs> i'll just keep these three songs <laughs> because we didn't have itunes i mean if i had itunes back then i could buy the song separately then i would for sure you know but mm-hmm. yeah but you know what i haven't done i haven't done that in a long time now that i think about it. ever since spotify it kind of got rid of that guilt i think <laughs> of buying itunes of, of buying an album of somebody oh, yeah. like the last like the first CD I ever bought, the first tape I actually ever bought, was an exhibit tape. Fucking super awesome. And then it was Cypress Hills was the next one. <laughs> Just threw up dead. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cool, I had cool older siblings that had, yeah. like, you know, like they were cool. <laughs> they knew all the cool stuff. I was very lucky. I like, know, like my buddy Dubs, he had like a real deadly like rap tapes, and I would try to like borrow like he, he had the Snoop Dogg "What's My Name" album, oh, and I was like, "Can I borrow that tape?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we borrow that tape? Yeah, uh, so those are, but then uh, the last album I bought, I'm trying to think of it right now. I think it was probably, it may have been, may have been Billy Talent or Alexis on Fire. Oh, really? It would have been like the last albums that I've bought. Holy. It's been a long time since I went on, like I've bought in songs here and there, you know, from artists on, mm-hmm. on iTunes. Oh, this is a great song. This is a great song. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. But I haven't like purchased a full album. Oh, yeah. oh, I get. Well, hold on. I guess I've I've bought like local music scene guys. Mm-hmm. Like if you see a band live, you buy their album. You know, I've got those albums. I've got some in my car, but that's that's different. I think you know. Yeah. They haven't seen like. Yeah, because I do. I I've seen Red Fang. I didn't buy any of their albums. I don't think about it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I should probably buy. I should probably throw them a buck or two. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Dang, man. Oh, speaking of... Okay, we're on a wild tangent, but uh, Finger Eleven was a huge one. I was a big fan of... Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome band. Uh, they came they, they came to town a few times, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen them. I've seen them every time they came. Uh, when they came to Prairie Land Park, it was like the most soul-crushing for me. 
and my buddy Dave. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. And it, they did a great show. Everything was amazing. They were super cool. It was mm-hmm. it was right when Good Times came out, which is our, our, that's to me that's when the that's when they started going downhill. Yeah. Is um, that the one that had one thing? Yeah, that um, was when I had one thing on. And then yeah. that song just got played to death. Oh my god! <laughs> Even the lyrics—the first time I heard the song, I'm like, he repeats so much of the same words over and in. I'm like, this song already all played itself, and then everybody played it for fucking two yeah. years straight, man. Oh, oh. And the worst was my, me and my girlfriend at that time made it our song, and it, I, it was the biggest oh, regret. No! I was like, why would you do this? this first so of annoying. all, like you're so lame for like yeah, you and your girlfriend to come to. We should choose a song. Okay, let's choose a song. Like you guys are so. Lame. <laughs> no, we would just always be like, this is our song. Like, what time? Like, uh, just because we slow dance to uh, Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Yeah. <laughs> well, this what that's our song. Frank, dude, that's so funny. Yeah, that's I've never, I've never understood that our song stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, some people like it, not me. Uh, yeah, but anyways, the reason why the concert was like so soul crushing is that uh, Mark had an older sh- oh, no sorry Dave had an older stepbrother named Mark, and Mark was like always the super cool guy. Like he had really great music tastes. Uh, he was really amazing at the guitar and the bass. Like he was like he was like virtuoso level, like really strong, like really strong player, really fast. Uh, but he just hated Finger Eleven. He just shit on <laughs> Finger Eleven all the time. We'd be just jamming. Oh, like, oh, you listen to that fucking sad music about <laughs> being rocking and sad at the same time? Just shit all over it. Like, oh, I'm so, I'm so depressed now. Rah, rah, rah. We're like, shut up, man. But <laughs> fucker, like me and Dave, like bought our tickets, right? Fucker, Mark, so cool, snuck into the damn concert. Oh, yeah. Snuck into the damn concert. Got on stage with Finger Eleven. And, and like, he hated them. And he hated them the whole time. He hated them the whole time. And we knew he hated them. Yeah. And we're like, who's that crazy guy on stage? And, turns, and Dave's like, is that Mark? He just did it for the clout. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why he did it. He just did it because he's fucking, because he's an asshole. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, hey, but, he, but he was like, but yeah, but, and then he had a great time. You know, he got on stage. They were, they were, they were like weirded out at first. And he's like, no. And then let him hang out for a second. Then he's like, okay, bye. And then he got on stage or whatever. But like, yeah, he just... He had the the balls. He, like I think also me and Dave were jealous that he had the balls to do that over yeah. us, and we were like the real fans. And so, anyways, this is a weird fucking thing. So it was like the worst night ever. <laughs> Not only was it at the beginning of the end for Finger Eleven, but fucking Mark, who hated them, got up on stage and got to say hey up close to all of them. Fucking yeah, guys, man. man, that that concert was a disaster for me too because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking I got like super annoyed because my girlfriend just ditched me, and I'd lost her. And then when it started. I like was moshing and everything, and I've, it was like, yeah, I was. I think it was the first time I dislocated my knee in a mosh pit. Oh and, like, shit! I was like on the ground, and these guys were trying to lift me up, and I like it's so loud, and like my knee was popped out, oh, you know. And fuck. I was like, let me just leave me, just leave me alone. <laughs> just hold on a sec, and I just was trying to not get trampled, and uh, my knee was popped oh, out, and then, and then they helped me up, and it popped back into place, and I just like hobbled to the the bar and just drank <laughs> the rest <laughs> of the night with the pain away. And then finally at the end of the show I see her come walking and I'm just like so like annoyed. I'm like, this was the worst night ever. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm just like, holy <laughs> That was that show? Yeah, the, the <laughs> one at Prairie Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, crazy man. 
That's so funny, dude. Yeah, freak dude, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, I have. I was thinking when we we're talking about regulars. This one, like the one where the, well, I was an embarrassing regular, was the off sale. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's the worst because when I was like, well, I was like, I was just like. But like I was just bad with rum, and I would go buy Mickey's. Yeah. And like this one, the 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 off sale guy ended up like remembering me after a while, and he would be like, "Hey, what's up?" And then he'd be like, he'd just like grab it <laughs> without me know. having to say, and I would be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like I just felt so ashamed. And then it was like, oh man, like he would be like, he would like talk to me and like 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 kind of loud too. Mm-hmm. And like then one time I like I like I sobered up for like three months and then I like went to the off sale and he was working and he's like, oh, hey, hey, how's it going? Haven't seen you around. You sobered up, eh? Oh, <laughs> shit. And then I was like, I was like, yeah, I took a, I took some time off. I said and then I was like, I'm going to do six. <laughs> It was like instead of going for like instead of a Mickey, all of a sudden I was like, I'll get a two six. And he's like, when he like rings me up, he's like, be careful tonight, man. Like just like, <laughs> and I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, oh man, yeah, I was like super like, I was just when like, the regulars oh. when the cut when the I just like wanted you. to like not go to the closest off sale. After yeah, that, yeah. I was like, I gotta alternate my off sale. <laughs> <laughs> just like, the problem starting to get a. To be a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, was there any times that I did that? I think uh, there's a couple times I've, I've shot my shot with like with like with with uh, service workers. Oh yeah. And then I've stopped going to those stores after <laughs> I failed. I'm like, ah. Oh. But I was really bad at trying to shoot shots back in the day. <laughs> really bad. I just wasn't like. Yeah, it was terrible. I feel bad for every every woman I hit it on. <laughs> uh, I wasn't like I was just like super not confident, and so it just made things everything everything awkward. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what? Uh, how is those shows you've been doing? Oh yeah, they've been good. They've been. Uh, we got canceled. Because of the because of the blizzard that hit, yeah. the great blizzard twenty twenty one, baby, yeah, man. The first blizzard, the first hundred kilometer winds, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah you can't do the show one hundred kilometer winds. Yeah, no, but uh, other than that, the show has been really great. It's uh, it was really fun. Uh, it's way funner than I thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. The whole contract, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, it's just something really special about this show, uh, where. Like these old people are are there in their homes and there I, I and I learned some things about these care homes too. Like mm-hmm. I, whenever I thought of a care home, I thought it was always like just a big building, really like un, not really personal. Everybody gets their own room and someone just kind of turns around, kind of like how it was in the ha- Billy Madison. Oh yeah, you know yeah. I was out there like really terrible, but mm-hmm. uh, they have like smaller care homes that are like are there only like seven or eight people big or whatever like that. So it's like and they live in they just live in houses or whatever. Oh yeah. So yeah, so we've been doing this show in front of those kind of homes and then also the bigger homes too. Um, but it's really it's really uh, it's really strange doing like 
because the audiences is so small, right? And usually, yeah. like with theater and, and the park, the audiences are really big. And but it's really it was so at first it was really weird just performing for, like a, a, like there, there's like five there's five of us uh, in 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 the cast and then plus we have like an associate and then we have our stage manager. So there's like basically the same amount of people putting on the show for the people watching it. So like that was like that's always just, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of weird at first, um, but when you like when you in, in the in the parts of the show we we, we like engage it's not really super we like in, in, in what way you can with covid right we just like lock eyes and wave and say like actually say hi to them or whatever right a few yeah. moments in the show and um like that the first time doing that with uh, with somebody i uh, was like so like calming and reassuring and it was just so nice to have that that sort of connection with, with, with an older folk, you know, oh, yeah, just to be yeah. like, hey, like, I'm putting on this show for you. I hope you enjoy it. And then be like, oh, we're, yeah, fuck yeah, you know, we're <laughs> yeah. so happy. <laughs> like, and then, yeah, and then so then the show's been really rewarding in that sense where, 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 where you do the show and you, parts in the show and the, at the end of the show where you connect and just do the wave and they clap and they wave. And sometimes they're so cute. They're so cute, Sean. Some people are just... Yeah. Sometimes when you wave, like, they'll get up and be like, hey, like, oh, both yeah. arms way up in the air. And <laughs> it's so cute. And then there's sometimes you... Then there's the old crabby people, like the crotchety ones, who are like... Give you, like, the little half wave, like, whatever. Get on with your dumb show, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then by the end of the show, when you wave, and do the final wave, they're like, okay, I'll see you guys later. Like... So that's really cute, and um, so doing the shows have been like super rewarding and super fun, and uh, yeah, man, freaking. Uh, and now they're they're starting to ease up some of the restrictions on 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 the care homes. Like when, um, like before, you like nobody could go visit, right? Mm-hmm. But now that like now that more of our older folks, like it's almost all of them are vaccinated now, mm-hmm. they're letting people come in and drop off stuff. Yeah, and um, and so and they're letting and they're letting people congregate more together or whatever. So that's kind of why we're able to do the show. Um, but something sometimes something really cute happens. Like today when we did the show for the there was like a bigger home uh, on downtown, like kind of by this uh, I don't know where, just kind of by the library, oh, big okay. home. Yeah, yeah, I think I, like the one that's like really tall. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So we did that one for there today, and uh, in our show. Um, uh, we like built it off of these interviews, and one of the, and one in one of the interviews, one one lady was talked about when she turned a hundred, mm-hmm. and she was like a hundred and something already. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, so what we did in one of the part of the show was like we build this big cake, and we it, it's like a kind of like a, like it's all abstract, and it's kind of a surprise. And this cake comes up, and we put these candles in. The candles say one hundred. Yeah. Oh, that day. Well, today was some lady's hundred birthday in that building, so they actually like had a hundred they had all these balloons instead of 100 in there already and it was just oh, this yeah. cool little mirror and then and when we did that this lady was like oh yeah and was like, oh. <laughs> like it was so cool it was a, such a like heartwarming moment in my life and uh it was super cool yeah so the show was really great 100 and lively yeah 100 like, yeah yeah she's like ooh. well she wasn't like she didn't get up but she like she like stood up she really she was like she was she was like crushed over in a chair at first but then she like like Got good posture. And oh yeah. Got her two old arms in the air. And <laughs> nice. It was super nice. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It was really cool. It's a really fun show. I love the show. Actually, I hate to say that. God damn you, Joel Burnbaum. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, uh, Ricardo Alvarez and the whole rest of the team.
Oh, Alvarado. Ricardo Alvarado. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. How's this for a segue? You know, I'm trying to work on my acting chops. Mm. Doing the simulated patient program. But <laughs> <laughs> then, like, oh, man, I don't know if this was some sort of cruel joke or what. Because um, my first uh, my first case that I got yeah. was a... <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> no, it's, it's a it's a guy who's been on acid reflux medicine for six years, which is way too long. Which is me. This is actually your story. <laughs> which is me, and then I'm just like, oh, interesting. And then like, even the prescription is it's the same end word, but just off on the the prefix. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a different prefix, but ends the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, and then so. We're training for it, and I, I'm he- hearing all this stuff like, oh, you're not even supposed to be on these pills for, like, more than a year and Whoa. stuff like that. And they can lead – there's, like, bad side effects. And <laughs> I'm trying, like – at this point, I'm not even acting, you know? Like, yeah. Just, like, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're, like, saying shit like it could lead to, like, bone density problems. Oh, shit, shit like man. That. Yeah. And then – so now, like, it was, like, super weird because – the the first day i was just like it was a long day of like like nine in the morning till four in the afternoon of doing these i only had like a 15 minute break (laughs) because they ran behind with all these technical problems because it was like the first time that they had to do these all through uh online right and so it was like really complicated and so like you wait in a room and I have like one assessor who's with me and then students just come into our little room yeah. each time and they 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 have like three minutes to look over the thing and then all of a sudden I turn on my camera and be like, hi, I'm uh, here to pick up my prescription. <laughs> just like, and then they just like go and ask me questions and like, like you got to remember the guy's name and birthday. Yeah. And uh uh, it was funny because the one this one girl she asked me the address, and I was like, I was about to say two six two Hyatt Lane. No, I was about to say they told us not to memorize that. <laughs> <laughs> but then I just like I kept it professional. And I quickly like um yeah, and I just like I had notes nearby, yeah. and I just like looked, and I was just like, oh uh, yeah, my address is. I just like did got that out of the way. But then uh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> and then um. But yeah, it was just like, um, you told me not to just like all these, like, it was just like, just the, like, the bewilderment of like having all these like first year pharmacy students tell me what I'm doing is wrong yeah, <laughs> and then like, and what I've been doing is wrong for the past years. And then like my doctor is behind this. And now like, I just want to like, um, I want to like meet up with my doctor and be like, so doc, um, what'd you learn from first year? <laughs> well, you kind of have to. I mean, you really kind of have to. I mean, I just want to be like, why are you keeping me on this pill? Yeah. Cause then like, yeah, I have to actually have a sit down with my doc. Cause I like right now I try to right now they're just doing like phone consultation. Yeah. yeah. So I talked to him on the phone and he just like, <laughs> he's like, Oh no, you uh, keep taking those. And then uh, I tell him, like, this problem I'm having right now, and he gives me a bunch more pills. Oh, dang. And then I talk to the, the specialist, 
and he's like, you're taking those pills still? Oh, yeah, dude. So, like, yeah, I'm super confused. <laughs> like, I got to get to the bottom of this. Well, I think I I'm think... going to meet with my spe- – I, I got an appointment with the specialist. Good. So I'm going to, like, go with him. And... Yeah, yeah. You, you maybe get him to recommend you another doctor. <laughs> so I thought this guy was good at first, but, like, it seems like he just wants to give you shit. Some doctors are like that, yeah. Then just mm-hmm. sign. Like, like I could probably ask for some opiates. No, oh, just kidding. <laughs> we'll do that first, then get a new doctor. Yeah. <laughs> get rich first. Uh, but yeah, it seems like uh, yeah, I would be very. I'm happy you're taking steps to, to fig- to in- to improve upon your health condition because yeah, that, that sounds troublesome. Yeah, unlike even in the case, like the things that the person was doing, like I've like. I haven't drank pop in like four years now. Yeah. And I only drink water. And then like I I try to eat smaller meals and stuff. And that was like the same things that I had to say yeah, to be doing. on the sheet. Yeah. So it's just like, it just was totally like an eye opener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised your doctor's so stupid. <laughs> Did you share any of this information with them? Like, hey, I went, I'm a part of the simulation problem. Like, oh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. Like, did you have an in-person consultation with him yet? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, that's what my doctor was doing. They're doing phone calls. They do a phone call first, and then you go inside. Yeah, I'm probably going to, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. Have to go in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, uh, yeah. Because I remember I was on that pantoprobalazole. That's what I was on. Or something like that. And, um, and yeah, one night, I was on it for maybe three months. And one night I like woke up out of nowhere and then it felt like my esophagus closed up and tried to vomit itself out. Like oh, it, yeah. it was like something I woke up and just my body did that. And I was like, that's fucked. I'm done with these fucking pills. <laughs> yeah. And then I stopped taking them. And then, yeah. And then ever since then, I've just been doing what you said, uh, managing my meals. I'm not eating crazy. St- I'm not. I mean, like I was eating like a bag of chips a day. <laughs> yeah. I was punishing my my, my poor body. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like crazy. Like, like um, to like be be able to eat a whole pizza before and now, like I had like four slices, and it messed me up. <laughs> you got fucked up on four <laughs> yeah. slices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still able to punish whole pizza like I did just now before this podcast. Yeah, yeah, hot and ready's baby. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, crazy man. That's so crazy, bro. Um, that's so crazy, bro. You're just wrestling with all these problems, you know. <laughs> but you'll come up on top. You'll come out on top. Yeah, man. Speaking of wrestling, <laughs> yes, yes, you took it. You took the bait. He's the best. Man, man, it's been funny. I was like laughing at myself because, like, right now, man, it's like <laughs> it's like WrestleMania season. And I've been told, I totally fucking like spoiled myself with wrestling because I fucking like, I went to town on like, I got the WWE Network for like, from Royal Rumble until the end of WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) I have my, my Japanese wrestling that I still have by monthly subscription. Then like, um, there was a pay-per-view on Friday and it's like, it was cheaper to get like, to join their monthly subscription, <laughs> then order the pay-per-view. So I did that. And then all of a sudden there's this other pay-per-view for AEW. And I was like, 
I got off work and I was just in a mood where I was like, I just want to watch it. You know, I don't want to watch like an illegal stream. I was like, I'm just going to buy it. And I bought it and they had like this gimmick match at the end where it was uh, it was Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in an exploding barbed wire match. Wow. And like <laughs> to hype it up, like I remember from back in the days, like in the in the late 90s when hardcore wrestling was first like kind of like we're uh, we're just getting snippets of how it was like how i I was just getting snippets of it thanks to the internet Mm. and there's like like mick foley did like these exploding barbed wire matches in japan and like they're pretty like creepy because like the match goes on and it has a time limit and at the end of the match the it just blows up (laughs) But it like it blows up like all around the outside of the ring. Whoa. And so uh they um and like in the Japanese, like they do it like just like it's just creepy and like crazy when you watch it because like they're the ropes are barbed wire and it's bloody and there's like boards, like they body slam them and there's like explosion explosion explosions. <laughs> you got it. You yeah. got it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden like when the last five minutes come, this like real scary siren comes on for the whole five minutes. It sounds like a doomsday siren. Oh shit! So like, you're just like, holy shit! And then it just like, pfft, like they just like have like a cool explosion on the outside of the ring to make it look like that, and the wrestlers just kind of lay in the ring, and and make it look like they they're like like recovering from the blast, you know? Oh okay. <laughs> but and like the, yeah, the Japanese like did it cool and like like. Then AEW said they were doing one, and all these old ones started showing up on my algorithm. Oh, and so yeah. I was watching them, and I was getting hyped for it. And then I watched the pay-per-view, and uh, this is so funny. Like, I, I feel like such a, a geek because uh, when the main event happened, like, first I fell asleep, and I woke up and had to re-watch it at 3 a.m. And, yeah. like, when, when I do this, I had, like, all night I stayed off social media to avoid the spoilers. Yeah. And so then I'm watching the final match and I see like Kenny Omega come out and he's got this really hype shirt on that says it's an exploding barbed wire match and it looks like the Japanese style. Oh. And I was like, whoa, that's a dope shirt. And I'm just like feeling it. I'm like lying there. I ordered the shirt. <laughs> While I was you ordered the shirt while you were watching. Oh. While I was watching it, and then here's the worst part: is like at the end of the match, the the main explosion. <laughs> it was a dud, like it was an, an actual dud. Like no, they totally like botched the whole thing. Oh no! Like the explosion didn't like go off and just sparklers went off on all four corners, <laughs> and I was like lying there, and I'm like. Seriously? I was like, that's got to be a joke. <laughs> like, you could hear the crowd like start booing. No, no. <laughs> and, then, like, and then they're like, yeah, they like. And the worst part was, was the two wrestlers in the ring, they they sold it. Oh, like, like the ring right, blew up. So right. they were like lying there like they were knocked out. And then like medical people came and checked on Just them. for the sparklers? Yeah, just for the sparklers going off and like. Like one of the guys that was was knocked out was Eddie Kingston, who is like one of the most respected wrestlers in AEW from like just like his indie days and like the way he can cut a promo. He's just like a, a man with with his words. Mm-hmm. And then 
everyone was like, okay, well, if anyone can talk their way out of this, it's Eddie Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, then, and then they had like this, like they just like, they fucked up the bomb and they just like, the writers just decided to do all these like story storyline bullshit reasons for why the bomb didn't work and they were like they like the the main wrestler john moxley got up and he was like he was like well it looks like kenny omega can't make a bomb worth shit (laughs) and then so they're like oh so kenny omega made this bomb and that's why it didn't go off and then like they were like making up all these excuses for why the bomb didn't go off and then and then like that that eddie kingston guy he cuts a promo and then he blames it. He says that they bought the bomb from Impact Wrestling, which is like this <laughs> other wrestling organization. And they just like try to throw them under the bus after they were like working together. God. <laughs> oh, man, it was just like so, so My stupid. My favorite part of that story is that you didn't feel like a nerd uh, after, you know, buying all the subscriptions. You still didn't feel like a nerd. It wasn't until like... After you'd watched all the all the replays of all the exploding, <laughs> you didn't feel like a nerd typing in exploding barbed wire match. You didn't feel like, you watched all of them. You didn't feel like a nerd until until what was the exact moment you felt like a nerd? At, was it after you bought the shirt or before? after I bought the shirt <laughs> and the explosion didn't work? Was, <laughs> you're like, oh no, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I was like, I'm a mark. I'm, I'm a, a mark. mark. I don't cancel the cancel the, No, I can't cancel that shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, you totally are a mark. Holy crap, they got you good. <laughs> and the worst thing is, is like this this t shirt company is from Chicago and they even say like we 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 print our sh- shirts to to be to go or whatever. Like they only print them as they're ordered. Okay. And then so like they're like, and like this shirt is like for an an event, but then when you order it, they're saying like, don't expect it to even be shipped for thirty days. <laughs> <laughs> they just were like straight up in the message. I was like, well, this is pointless. <laughs> wow, you're gonna have some shitty reminder in a few months. I know. I'm just gonna be like, okay. You're like, oh, I got a package. Oh yeah, it's this. Oh, yeah. uh, you'll still put it on, of course. Yeah, and you'll be like, it'll oh. be like my. Uh, my lounging shirt. Yeah. I'll never wear it out. Never. It's a, it's a shame shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's funny. Yeah, wrestling, man. Yeah, wrestling. <laughs> I used to love playing those games back in the day on the N64, those wrestling games. Mm-hmm. Those are dope, man. We had our own little storyline going, like, because there was, like, so many, like, like when my parents or when my dad and my stepmom got together, there was, like, there was six boys, and then plus our friends would come visit, right? So there was, oh, like... Yeah. Maybe there was like eight, nine of us who would play these games. And we actually had like people who had, who had the belts. We'd have title matches for belts and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And I remember one time our buddy Matt Klassen, shout out to Buddy, uh, who was the Intercontinental Champion, the Heavyweight Champion, the, nas- the National, ex- International, I don't know. He had all the belts <laughs> one time. Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> it's too hard to beat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't really... Uh, I don't know. I don't really. I don't really enjoy wrestling, but every time I come here, that you're watching, and I have a good time watching. It. <laughs> so it's funny that sometimes I was like, when we were watching like the Japanese one, because it's way more like intense. I yeah, think yeah. I was like almost think thought that you were mocking me because you're like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like sitting there like, 
Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, leave me alone. Dude, leave me alone. I mean, I am, I am having a little bit of fun. Uh, but I mean, some of the stuff they do is really crazy, man. Like, yeah. I know, like, it's all prepared and stuff, but, like, some of the, like, acrobatics they could pull off is pretty, like, whoa, dude. Yeah. Like, when some dude, like, is in a leg lock and then, like, springboard forward flips into standing, yeah. like, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> like, I can see any fucking guy do that. First of all, just do a front flip. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, not let alone do it from when you're like in a leg lock and do a front flip and standing up. So some of that stuff is cool, man. And like, yeah. like you know, when I was, I was, you were watching someone, I came in today, and like that dude forgot to pull his kick, and he straight up booted that guy in the face, man. Like that was rang. <laughs> I was, I was like, whoa, yeah, work out, bro. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I, I guess I'm watching to see them screw up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, I want to see the chinks in the armor. Like yeah. that one time when that Moxley dude missed his freaking super fall. Remember we were watching oh, yeah. that one? And he did this, like, what was it? A 30-foot freaking... It was supposed to be like a 30-foot ass fly, flying driver? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I he's, you know he's, he, was, he was like on top of like, of like the entrance. Mm-hmm. And he jumped and he flipped... And he was supposed to like land on the dude, but he totally like Oh, he landed on his ass pretty Something much. like that. He missed yeah. the dude and like <laughs> landed on his ass. And like that was like the halfway point in the fight. And you could see that he was injured. Yeah. You could see him limping around. You could see him you can see them not doing the full choreography because of this guy's fucking <laughs> has internal bleeding. <laughs> yeah, I know. And like those Japanese tables are like way rank, like they're like super sturdy and sometimes they like don't even break. They just bounce <laughs> off. <them. laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good times. It's good times. It's good times. <laughs> I enjoy it for other reasons now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't think any of them cut promos anymore though. Yeah, well d- the WWE ones, they their promos have been like they don't like let the wrestlers like kind of go with their own character. They just overwrite it now. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, doodles. Um, man, I th- I heard something funny though. <laughs> like he was, uh, oh man, yeah, this guy like uh brought it up in uh one of the Zoom open mics, yeah. and I was just laughing and wanting like to. I was thinking of my own like jokes for it because mm-hmm. he was uh there's like these scientists who all of a sudden like there's an article saying scientists are discovering that pollution is leading to smaller penises and newborn babies and that guy was like why aren't we fighting pollution <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, we must fight pollution. And then he's like, we'll do it for honor. We won't tell them about the dick thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's like super funny. That's super funny. And uh, but yeah, like, man, it's just like what I was thinking about it. And it's just like, like, if it's true, like, like, we could be legends. <laughs> <laughs> the last like regular sized dick guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd be like back in the two thousands, they could go up to like pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> everybody in the future just has micro penises. You know, I, I doubt that's going to be the thing. I mean, like, like once that one of two things is going to happen, and when that news that like, gets catches fire and goes worldwide, mm-hmm. one of two things. The the first thing that might happen is that it's that, that kind of sounds made up, you know? And <laughs> yeah, if the right wingers, like, who get, are these scientists? Like, like. 
Measuring nubs. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, like, yeah. So I wonder what the size. Like, did they measure the pollu- the rise in pollution and then average dick size now? Whatever. Like, what mm-hmm. are they? Where do they get their data? How are they extrapolating it? And where how are they cross comparing it? Yeah, it's yeah. yeah it does stuff. seem like a bullshit theory. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> so yeah. If a right winger gets a hold of that, they're gonna be like, "That damn liberal media yeah. doesn't know any ends to get rid of to fight climate change. They're going after dicks now. You can't trust them. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be that, or or some yeah. These are gonna be like, you know what? Maybe uh maybe yeah, we should keep our dicks big and. <laughs> Maybe we'll get that figured out, you know. We'll go work on this pollution now. Yeah, we've got a, our dicks are at stake now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, it's funny. Um, it reminds me of this one um, joke from this. I can't remember which comedian said it. But she was talking about, like, uh, uh, how, like, men, like, have figured out how to make their dicks work again when they don't. Like, that's, like, how, like... Like, uh, like patriarchal focused, this the pharmaceutical industry is, and like how we can get that advanced. We can make a dick that doesn't work work again, like, we can bring one <laughs> yeah. back to life, right? Yeah, but yet, some women are stuck with like fucking things they ram up their vaginas to take care of like their menstrual cycles and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like, or a pad there. And so, it's just the, the science is not there for women like it is for men or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah it's just, yeah, and uh, so, anyways, it just reminds me of that whole kind of thing, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, mean, like Cruz wasting okay, time. Okay, well, here's baby you, dicks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's 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 my counter pseudoscientific argument. Sorry, pseudoscientific argument. Bear with me. Come with me. Humor me. <laughs> um, okay, what if the the pollution was making the dick sizes get smaller, right? Mm-hmm. But what if the pollution was also making the girls get way thicker? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just my algorithm now. <laughs> yeah. But like, man, like some like like. The body types that are out there are, are way different than they were like 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. 20, 15 years ago, it was like these little tiny skinny blonde girls, right? You know, mm-hmm. little wiry frames, big smiles, big eyes. That was like the Hollywood was selling us, right? You know what yeah. I mean? And um, meanwhile, you know, there's all these other women like in the hip hop videos who are like got the big booties, you know, and they're all thick. Mm-hmm. And now, now everybody's kind of thick now. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so... What what if that was the counterbalance? Like the dicks get smaller, the women get thicker. You know what I mean? Where do, where that, do you draw the line? But then that, that <laughs> just that makes everything out of balance because them small dicks can't handle that thickness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, hey, it's but true. Man, like, oh man, like the, you know who should be concerned is like porn stars. They should be the ones protesting against pollution. <laughs> you know, like their industry is at stake. You know, like in the future, like it won't be porn hub, it'll be porn stubs. <laughs> Bravo. Hats off to you, sir. That's a good one. <laughs> oh. Porn stubs. Porn stubs. TM. <laughs> TM. Patent pending. Uh. <laughs> Damn, man, yeah. <laughs> Pollution, hey? Dang. Dang, man. Dang, bro. Uh, sp- uh, uh, speaking of pollution, mm-hmm. uh, some jerk tried to get breaking into Drake's house. It's not oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't think of a dope segue. Uh, we're just moving into that one. 
some lady uh, got arrested at Drake's Toronto house, man. She was apparently uh, the the police did not have anything immediate to say, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. she was definitely there, and Drake probably wasn't there, so she was trying to like break into Drake's house. Yeah, what do you think was going on in her brain? Mm, I don't know. She was thirsty, that's for sure. <laughs> step one, this lady was thirsty. This lady, step two, this lady thought that she was so amazing that when Drake saw her, he would fall in love with her. For sure, that was going on in her brain. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And step three, she's probably athletic. I mean, to break into somebody's house, you'd have to be athletic. For sure. hmm. yeah. 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 Maybe. I wonder if she has any training <laughs> <laughs> she could be the next ad woman some tactical training <laughs> <laughs> some ta- she's like an ex like CSIS person I don't know what our our fancy military people are <laughs> I don't want to say she's ex RCMP because yeah. fuck those guys <laughs> <laughs> fuck them except for my uncle he's cool I mean my cousin he's cool um, or maybe she was trying to like steal some sneakers and sell them Oh, yeah, she could have been actually trying to steal some of his clothes, put on eBay. Yeah. She could have been a business. She could not, may have been thirsty. She could have been an entrepreneurial kind of person there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah uh, she was like an influencer trying to Instagram live it for the likes. Oh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's going on Instagram. Oh, oh, damn, all I see are thick bitches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dang. I didn't mean di- bitches in a disrespectful way, just so you know. <laughs> Shout out to the Boondocks. Um, uh, yeah, but okay. Do you think how many? How much do you think do you, if she got uh, some of Drake's clothes? Do you think the closer it got to his dick, the more expensive the clothes would get? Like a hat would go for like maybe like five hundred dollars. Drake's hat, and then yeah. like his shirt would be like touched his actual skin, his pecs. So that's probably got to go for like a thousand day. How much do you think his boxers go for? That's hot Drake dick action. <laughs> <laughs> Scan it for pubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, each pube costs an extra $100. Drake's a white pair of underwear with pubes. <laughs> Ten pubes. <laughs> Highest bitter, please. Yeah, like, like women could sell their panties, but like... I wonder. I don't think men could get away with it. <laughs> I'm sure Bieber video. could. I'm sure the way that Belle Del- Delphine sold her bathwater to dudes. I'm sure if Bieber really wanted to, he could sell his bathwater to ladies, hundred and dudes too. Oh well, yeah, sure. the, the major celebrities. But I'm talking about like me trying to make a buck. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe you could. You could start an OnlyFans. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how to be sexy, so maybe you do. You just kind of sit there and smolder sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what would your videos be like? Oh, man. Who knows? Oh, I'm just kidding. No. Would you be, would I'd you... have lots of jerking off videos. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I'd be like You're so you, you have a hardcore. I'd be like not. I'd, I'd be like, don't look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> would you like start off full full crazy, or would you like build up to it? Would you first be like, oh, here's uh, here's me making the bed and washing the dishes, shirtless? <laughs> would you build up and like you maybe showing a little bit of your butt crack going on? <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. Would you make like niche videos for people? Be like, here I am squishing squash with my feet. <laughs> Would you do shit like that? Mm, I don't know. Maybe if, if 
I do have slender feet. <laughs> Maybe there's a market for that. Sl- have... Slender tattooed feet. <laughs> I'm sure there actually totally is 100%. Dude. I am 100% sure there is. Lather them around in pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, would you would you would you try put indigenous content into it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that would that would be like you'd be like, you'd be like all of a sudden I'm in a loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing like you're wearing like a Pendleton blanket and that's it. <laughs> or I'm just like I'm just standing there with this this with the hide with the hide <laughs> the buffalo hide and nothing else. <laughs> just throw it off. Have like a, a boomerang of me throwing it off. <laughs> <laughs> I am buying it now. I am supporting this. What would you call it? Um, cut fans. No! <laughs> That's pretty lit. I like that. Cut fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy man. Yeah. Bloody cut fans. Oh, oh no, no. They'd want you to do mean stuff to yourself. Yeah. They'd be like, "Okay, now freaking hurt yourself." <laughs> While you're jerking off. <laughs> Put a noose on but, the shower hold bar. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Actually, the shower bar. Which, yeah, put a. That's too hardcore. Okay, that's that's too. That's just you're making snuff at that point. No, you gotta be like, you gotta be like Sean has a has, has a has a has a exploding uh, barbed wire closet match with himself. <laughs> so like every time you you jerk. You got like barbed wire on your arm that scratches it. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of saw stuff, actually. Yeah. I'm trying to incorporate hardcore wrestling into it somehow. If um, if people ever if people can pay a certain amount, I like jump off a, off onto a table or something. <laughs> <laughs> Naked. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, uh, not just any table. A lubed up table. Oh, oh yeah, it's kidding. all shiny. Yeah, it's all shiny. And then I don't even break it; I just bounce on it. But then when you bounce, you get all shiny. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I'd still pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been here for a good hour and fourteen minutes, Sean. Sweet. Yeah. Um, Should we uh, do a ghost story? Oh yeah, we still got we still got the 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 creme de la creme of the of the crop. Yeah, the real deadly reviews, ghost stories from the res. Yeah, it's a Facebook page, uh, but someone we know, we yeah. both mutually know, had posted onto that. Uh, please tell us about our. Oh, I got approved. I'm in now. No, this is another, I'm on Resi Girl Ghost Stories. Resi Girl? Resi Ghost Stories. Oh. <laughs> Resi Girl. I joined the Resi Girl group. <laughs> <laughs> yep, these girls are resi. <laughs> but yeah, um, our homie Howie Denemy posted on Ghost Stories from the Res, and when I saw it, it caught my eye, and I thought we should read it and talk about it. So this is his post on Ghost Stories from the Res. I remember one time not too long ago while I was sitting at my home. My wife, daughter, and sis-in-law were in the backyard having some drinks around a fire. I was sitting inside because I don't drink and actually don't want it in the house. While I was sitting down, I thought I seen this huge black person walking down the street towards my place. I got up to take a closer look, and the spirit kept walking, but started to move fast as it passed my place. I could see right through this spirit, and it was now running by my place. I wasn't really scared, but was really surprised to see this. 
Right after I seen this huge black spirit disappear moving fast, I heard arguing in the backyard. I went outside and my girl and wife were having a heated argument and were yelling at the top of their voices, acting all angry. I had to try and calm them down. This was a very disturbing emotional fight that was created by chaos, alcohol, and drugs. The next morning I prayed for a long time and smudged my house and yard. I realize now that this spirit causes chaos and I hope I don't see it again. Thank Creator because He is about love and light, but that bad spirit thrives on darkness. But yeah, I think that that's I think what he's getting at is that there is like there is some like evil spirits that come around when we're drinking mm-hmm. and partying and acting up, you know? Yeah. And that because there's there is always like every case always ends in yelling sometimes, you know? Like shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like, yeah, that caught my eye. Yeah, it made me think like, yeah, that there is a lot of darkness uh, around drinking, you know? I always hear stuff, you know, like Mm -hmm. uh, all the time. Um, There was this one ghost story that my mom told me uh, about this family that would, uh, they'd always like drink and they'd always play cards all the time and then. Like they were, they had a kid, and they were like neglecting the kid because they're drinking all the time. And then mm-hmm. they say that one time the kid just got up, grabbed a beer, and like it was like a child, like it was like three, and started talking and playing cards just like an adult did. Yeah. Then with them and stuff like that. So that she was like, yeah, so don't do that fucking shit, otherwise the bad spirits make some spooky happen or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never had any like spooky things happening when I was drinking, but I was always kind of responsible. Except when I black out. <laughs> 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 then the spirits get a hold of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, maybe to me, maybe like, to me, that sounds like, if I can get a little analytical about Howie's story, mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like when he, uh, like he knew it was coming, the argument with, like he said, he's a sober person. I'm sure he knows his wife. I'm sure he knows his daughter. I, I'm sure this hasn't been the first time they've ever gotten yeah. In a space like that, you know. Yeah, what I mean? it's just like every family, like you know, when they start drinking, expect in a few hours it's gonna get rowdy. Yeah, you depending know? how yeah who you're drinking with and how rowdy they are, you know. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah. So I imagine maybe, maybe Howie was just getting stressed out, and then maybe he went down. He maybe went for a walk, and maybe he did see that man, that 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 black spirit. But maybe that was just a manifestation of his stress of having his wife and his daughter drinking in his back while he's trying to be sober. Mm-hmm. And him just knowing that there's going to be something bad happening. Yeah. And even in his message, he talks about um, chaos and stuff with drinking. And definitely, definitely when you drink, you shut down parts of your brain um, and it creates a more wild version of you or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And it creates like a, just... A, Eventually, when you drink so much, you're just a you're just a ball of raw emotion and energy, right? You know what yeah. I mean. And uh, yeah, and lots of times they can't can control themselves, and fighting happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. That doesn't sound like a ghost story to me. Yeah, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Okay. It is more. That was more like don't fucking drink yeah. and argue around here. But hold on, I I I pulled up a Resi ghost story. It's a separate Facebook uh, scare <laughs> Resi ghost page. I haven't read this one. This is not, this one's not vetted, but it has a hundred reacts on it. It has a, a like, a whoa, and a love. Okay, and it's kind of long, so I'm just going to read it. Okay? okay, The summer of 2008 was the most scariest summer I had experienced. The nightmare began, still in my childhood home in Muskaugan, Michi- Michigan. 
My mother had started her foster care. Me and my foster sister were fast asleep. All of a sudden, that's how you know it's it's res because they say all of a sudden. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) All of a sudden, I awoke out of a deep sleep to find a blurry, short shadow figure gripping my bed frame and looking at me. It had no face. It was just a big, black, short, child-sized blob. I was frozen in fear. It was pitch black. My alarm clock read 12 a.m., but this demon was indeed darker and blacker in color. But what did it want from me? Just when I thought it was bad enough and downright, downright terrifying, this thing went under my bed and lifted my mattress off its box spring six inches upward. It felt like somebody took their, f- their feet and pushed on my bed from underneath. Mind you, I had a, mind you, I had a bunk bed. Oh, no. What, go, go, what, fuck you, Facebook. This is getting tense. <laughs> <clears throat> mind you, I had a bunk bed. I slept, I slept on top. My foster sister slept on the bottom. I was crying and praying to God to make it go away. As, I watched as its black, smoky shadow ran against the wall all the way behind me at, at my pillow. When I opened my eyes, I saw the same bloody ghost boy who looked to be the same age as me, and he was right in my face, just looking. His black hair falling on his face, his gray eyes, his gray eyes bore into mine. They were red like blood red. How can they be gray and red? Whatever. <laughs> I climbed under my covers and laid on my belly, only to feel this entity jump on my back, and I felt the weight of it, of it all. I screamed, get off me, Satan. Get the hence. <laughs> Soon as I said that, the presence vanished. A few weeks go by, and my cousins are all in the room together, in my room, telling scary stories with our flashlights on our faces and covered up by my blankets. It was 10 p.m. at night. Once we took the blanket off, the same bloody ghost boy showed himself to all of us, and we all ran out of there like a bat out of hell. He said, he said to us, get out. I lost it again. He said to us, get out. The hell continued until I was 17. I had to get a psychic medium to get rid of the entity that was terrorizing me for years. She said my gift is so powerful that and, and even can solve some murders. I told her I was part Lakota Native American. She said because of that, I have a powerful gift to communicate with the other side. If you want to hear more of my stories, let me know. I'll gladly share more with you all. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's like... <clears throat> Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it kind of sounded like kind of scary a little bit, but... Uh, maybe a sleep paralysis type of thing? I don't know. It maybe just made up. Yeah. <laughs> just that ending there, like her justifying the story just made it sound so fake. I like went to more. Yeah, hit yeah. More. Yeah, hit me up for more stories. Like, whatever. Uh, yeah, it sounds like cloud chasing. <laughs> but that story did remind me of a, uh, of a, of a story my mom told me. Uh, this one is like from my mom. Uh, uh, she had no reason to lie to me or try to scare me with ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we had we lived in this house. Uh, it was on it was on Spruce Drive. Uh, it was this big, huge house. It was like four stories. Um, uh, and then my mom and my dad had split by then. My mom still had the house. She was trying to sell it or something. Um, and eventually. Eventually, uh, she met this guy named Virgil. And Virgil is a super cool guy. He was this Romanian guy. He was an ex-colonel from the Romanian army. Super cool dude. Uh, miss him so much. He's a great guy. I wish he would have stayed in Saskatoon and married my mom. <laughs> but he, he did ask her to marry him. Side note, he did ask her to marry him, but she but she wanted her to move to BC. She oh. didn't want to move. <clears throat> um, anyway, so. 
uh Virgil uh Virgil was was over one night and my mom uh they were they were whatever they were sleeping and uh at like three or four in the morning there was a knock at the door and um my mom went to go answer it or whatever um and Virgil came with her uh because she thought it was probably Lance or Laura just drunk from the night or whatever trying to come home or whatever mm-hmm. Uh, and they heard the knocking, and it was like it was like pretty concurrent. It was just like a constant kind of knock. I don't know if you can hear that on the microphone, but just like a constant knock yeah. at the front door. Uh, so they go to the door, they look outside the door, uh, and they don't see anyone there. And they're like, "What?" But they can hear the knocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mom's like, "So so Virgil opens the door, uh, and when he opened the door, the door the knocking went from the door to inside on the wall." And it started moving into the living room. The knocking not stopped. It moved into the living room, went into the computer room, went to the kitchen, went downstairs into the basement, went into every room in that basement. Oh, and when it came back up the stairs, by that point, my mom and Virgil were so scared, they ran to the bedroom. And it came up the stairs, and it went into one of my, it went to my bedroom, went to Lance's bedroom. It went, it went into the bathroom and it came it was on the wall coming up to go into their room virgil closed the door last second and knocking just knocked on their door for like oh man that's weird <laughs> oh, for that's 10 crazy. minutes oh man, for 10 minutes and then it just stopped dude <laughs> so yeah uh, that's a spooky ghost story from holy cow uh, yeah, that's that, yeah 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 i don't really believe in ghosts and stuff like that <laughs> But yeah, that story gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies. Yeah, that dude. ghost knows how to hide. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that ghost knows how to hide, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently uh, that house was like super haunted. Everybody always said, everybody always saw things there, seen things. Um, one of my mom's friends, who was like said that she was a psychic, wouldn't even go inside. Oh really? Yeah, wouldn't even go inside the damn house. Yeah. Okay, I'm actually no. I'll say maybe I'll say the rest some more. I'll say some more stories for the next podcast. So tune in <laughs> if you want to hear some more spooky stories. Nice. Eventually, yeah, Sweet. yeah. But now you're spooked, hey? <laughs> now you're spooked. I, like I hope you're spooked at home too. I got you. <laughs> I got you with a spooky story. <laughs> See, I, if I wrote that down on that story, that would fucking blow up. But you know what? I ain't, I ain't looking for clout, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as I say, as on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. Shit. Uh, <laughs> you have anything else to say to the wonderful people at home? Uh, no, I think that's it. It was good. Uh, a good chat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe we should do one happy story before we leave, so we're not leaving everybody spooked out. Oh yeah. What could be? What's happy? I wonder if. Oh yeah, pavement. We got some shit. We got some shit. We got some shit coming up. (laughs) Yeah. um, So when you are hearing this, it'll be April second or whenever you listen to it. (laughs) But uh, on April 9th, we are doing a live stream out of Paved Arts, the gallery. The gallery. Our, the feather. The feather gallery. The feather's doing a live stream, not yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. feather. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought, yeah. I thought that was obvious. <laughs> no, it's not, because this is the Real Deadly Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're affiliated. No, <laughs> feather affiliate. <laughs> Ryan's just like, uh, uh, no, not really. <laughs> no, this is Ryan. Oh, this movie's dope, because he's not, he's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, <I'm just> 
<laughs> yeah, so we got the Paved Arts live stream April 9th, so please tune in and watch it out. We'll be streaming from the Paved Arts page, not 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 the Feather, but I think we'll host a watch party with the Feather page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be super fun. We've, we've got some good skits. We've got some good monologues. Actually, no. No skits. We've got some good monologues. Mm-hmm. We've got a cool interview with uh, the guy who holds Walking, Walking Eagle News, uh, and then we'll have some comedy uh, under the bridge downtown. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's going to be like a total, like, kind of like the Feather Late Night style. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. it should be cool. Yeah, we were planning on having uh, a full audience, a lot of full, but planning on having some audience, but with all the variants and shit, we we're just being chill. Yeah. We're being chiller than, than, than some people, and we're just like, no, we're just going to. We're just going to do it. Just us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just have to pretend you're in live. We were like, could we have five audience <laughs> like no we better no. not <laughs> no we're... okay sean now 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 they know that someone told us we couldn't have an audience let's try to keep it no yeah we decided <laughs> <laughs> well then who told us no you cannot all of us together <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah totally totally um other than that, uh, right now, uh, me and Sean, if you guys didn't know this, that me and Sean are totally legitimate international, oh, oh, national artists now, too, because oh, we're yeah. working with the National Arts Center on this crazy cool project called In- Indigenous Cityscapes. Indigenous Cities, yeah. yeah. Indigenous Cities, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them a little bit about the project, Sean. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, there's, uh, it's uh, put on by National Arts Center, Along with uh, GTNT. Shout out to Gunsu's Niganyuan Theater. Hell yeah. And uh, it's also in, I believe, Ottawa and Calgary. Yeah, across Canada. Yeah, they're working with other. A couple other cities and, and organizations that are working together. And um, basically, what we're doing is we've been assigned a memory from a memory keeper who submitted memories that are kind of stories of the land of Saskatoon. Before it was Saskatoon. Yeah. And so, so and it's going to be an interactive experience where um, someone is going to go to a location in the city and they can listen on their phone and hear the story of, uh, like, just a story of, of the land in that mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. and uh yeah there's like i think there's four or five of us doing stories or doing memories in saskatoon mm. and yeah we're all gonna be um they're all gonna be like presented together yeah and well it's gonna from be like what i read is like is like interactive experience it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be like um there'll be like little like kiosks uh or it'll be put up online but what the what the idea is is that you go to this part of the land where this memory is located, and you listen to this memory on that part of the land, and you try to experience it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's that's pretty freaking cool, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get looking forward to it too. So yeah, look out, uh, look out, Saskatoon. We're gonna flip yeah, this, things this summer. It's like something interactive you can do in Saskatoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, socially distanced, COVID free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, check out the National Arts Center's uh, website and also check out uh, GTNT's website. I don't know GTNT is gtnt.ca. Mm-hmm. But just type in the National Arts Center Canada and you'll probably see it on the horizon or something maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be cool. 
But yeah, I'm Danny Knight, and this is Sean Cuthan. This has been the Real Deadly Podcast, brought to you by Comedy Here Often. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. You can say have, something else. <laughs> you can have the last word this time, no, Sean. No, I don't want it. I fucked it up. This is good. All right, okay. Toodaloo. Damn you for being so easy going.